Welcome, listeners. Another Saturday issue. This one's going to be about just really about the uh, Tops Project 2020. I'm just roll out of my sleeves, digging on, digging into that, and um, realize that I, I mostly missed it as well. So it's it's, it's a do as I don't do as I say or don't do as I did. Um, it it sure in hindsight looks like a great idea and an interesting idea uh, before it came out in those very very early issues. Uh, again, I guess the jury was out, and now I think Tops has a winner, and uh, the legs, how it how it extends over time, we'll we will see. So again, thanks card uh, sponsors, the card companies are Tops, which is this going to be mainly about Tops, but uh, Panini and Upper Deck certainly are observing with interest to see if they can uh, apply this uh, this uh, concept of uh, artists uh, developing um, uh, creative cards that are direct to the consumer uh, in in their uh, in the sports that they're they're uh, having their primary licenses so uh, and again there's so anyway it's tops Panini upper deck heritage auctions Huggins and Scott auctions Mike Stadium sports cards Burbank sports cards as well as Beckett media Beckett grading Beckett authentication and comc.com so the cards will be available on comc be available at Beckett marketplace uh, Beckett uh, BGS I'm sure could be grading them uh, but uh, they're they're already coming in, in kind of in a in a hermetically sealed or some kind of a sealed uh, plastic or or mag- magnetic uh, one touch kind of thing. So uh, I think this is a winner, and uh, hats off the tops. I think they have a chance to do more more players, more artists. Uh, the other companies can do other sports again with a similar or different artists. There are many talented artists out there. This is also a, could be a really big audience participation thing where the next time this is done, the fans could vote. Uh, there, there could be a lot of exposure here. Now, my friend John Newman, uh, excellent podcaster, and I already heard him talk about this, and his concern is the kind of the overexposure. And I, I really respect what he was saying about recommending more like a, the, a treatment like the Olympics, where you did this every, every four years where you don't wear it out. Card companies in the past have had a habit of, of uh, wearing a, a good thing uh, out or down. Uh, unfortunately, John, I'm not sure this is, well, it's, it looks to me like it's too profitable. And uh, in the in the, this day and age of social media, anything that generates this kind of buzz is uh, is golden. So it it's, it seems unrealistic that they're just going to drop this as a as a one off. Um, so anyway, if you're participating in this, you understand that you get a player. There's you don't know the print run, but there's an artist who um, there are twenty artists and twenty players. The artist has a certain amount of prominence and a certain uh, level of following. And then there's just the art appeal of the card of the of the rendering that uh, that this artist has done. The tricky thing here is that the player popularity generally is proportional to the print run. So Mike Trout is going to, they're going to be a lot more printed than, than of Dwight Gooden, which is kind of at the opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, but what could be different, again, most of the, well, really all of these baseball subjects are, are well established. So it's not like they're going to get famous next year. Uh, I mean, they've already kind of made their, uh, made their reputation. So the, the future prominence of the player could make a difference, but in, in the way baseball has done it, it's, these are very established players with a, with a, with a following. And artists, I think, that also have a following as well. Uh, I like the chase element, the one of ones that randomly pop in there. I actually would prefer that to be one of five, and I'd actually like them to be, I'd probably prefer them to be one of five or one of ten and be, um, and be autographed. I think it's important to have, when you have one on ones, there's no aspiration to, well, only one person can have it, and they, if they're not selling it, then, uh, so, uh, uh, one of ones is, is, uh, I'm not, not as big on that. Uh, I'm not sure what the role of the local card shop is here. I always like to see a role for them and perhaps they could be taking orders for customers or grouping and getting a, the bulk price. Um, you know, I noticed that the Beckett Media is already uh, pricing, uh, individual cards in their, uh, online price guide. 
so what would I do? What, what's the sports card insight for me as a veteran collector? I, I used to be a very aggressive collector. Uh, if I were still an aggressive collector, which I'm not, I would definitely collect my player, which if you've been listening, you know that's Roberto Clemente. Uh, but I think I'd also be interested in some other player-artist combinations that I like. Once you look at the card and you can see it's an iconic player with a really interesting treatment in the, in the art, with the artist and his or her craft, uh, I would... Uh, I'd be interested in it. Now, I really would be interested in buying direct. The secondary market has just gone crazy. Uh, so I, I probably would discipline myself to I'm either going to get it on the front end or I'm not going to get it. Uh, on the other hand, there, there could be an exception to that. Uh, but we don't know about the secondary market. It's gone up like a rocket and it, it could, it could stabilize. It could continue to go up or it could go down. There's no, no sure things. Another strategy might be to look at the artist. And if the artist is an emerging artist that gains fame, that could actually drive a increased demand. Uh, the artists, I thought, I really enjoyed it. The, the one I enjoyed the most, again, this is just my opinion and I'm showing my age, but the Sophia Chang, I thought was really, uh, interesting. And I, I'd give the silver medal to Tyson Beck and the bronze medal. If I had to give, I, I, I couldn't decide between this Andrew Thiel grotesque and King Saladin. Uh, that I'm really looking at the, I'm evaluating based on how true the art is to the original card and also just the artistic and interesting look of the card. So if it looks a lot like the card, only embellished and improved, that I got a kick out of that. Nevertheless, let it be clear, I would be more of a player collector than I would be an artist collector or a set completer. I wouldn't be going for, for 400 cards. I'd be going for 20 cards of the Clementes, and then I would be um, getting a few others that I think really look interesting. And again, so if you ask me if I were to turn back the clock, uh, as as Tops is also doing and has done in their uh, sets, they've actually kind of, that's their quote, but if I could turn back the clock and go back uh, uh, three months, uh, how many of the cards would I have bought? Well, of course, I would have bought all of them, <laughs> and I would have bought multiple copies. Uh, again, the counterintuition in here is that it turns out buying the less popular players early turned out to be the, the best strategy. Well, actually buying them all. So, well done, Tops, and uh, enjoy uh, collectors and investors. This has been a winner, and I look forward to seeing how it plays out going forward because we're still early in it, and uh, it's turned out to be a lot of fun. Thanks.